Welcome back to part two of our fantastic Sim Life episode. We're picking up right where we left off in the last episode. Here. <laughs> Perfect. You may have noticed, dear viewer, dear listener, who is a viewer in a way because you create your own sort of mind castle about... And you've got to interact with the user interface to get to the podcast. Yeah. You have your sim seminarian poster up right next to the... Which we we encourage. I don't know. <laughs> we've made that pretty clear, but we really... I think that's the best way to encounter this, this podcast is to have your poster right there. And then as we talk, you can just move your finger to the one that's talking. So this one would be Caleb Kuster Stefan. Uh, we're not responsible for uh, irresponsible driving. <laughs> <laughs> For you commuter commuters, you do not need to have the poster pulled up. Maybe it would help. I don't know. Maybe maybe if it's really sunny, you could put it on your visor so it blocks the sun, and you have the seminarians there. Um, but don't use your hands. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Just ten and two. Briefly glance. Yeah, ten. Briefly glance with your eye, like this. No more than a second. That's really, and then check that's your really speedometer. Good. Wait, wait, Will, can you show us that and again? Side mirrors. Oh, oh okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was moving my eyes up and then back down. Uh, I'm Caleb Kuster Stefan, your host for this show. With me uh, for the second part of this podcast is Matthew Cook, Joshua Wynn, Cole Schneiders, Will Moore. Switching now to spiritual formation. Uh, on, a, on our show prep, it says November Silent Retreat. I'm trying to remember the November Silent Retreat. Was that right before Thanksgiving? Break the week before Thanksgiving break, and Father John, your nope, Father oh, Bernie George's came si, in, and we read from the Soul of the Apostolate, and ooh, that was good. That's good. good. Do you want to talk about the Soul of the Apostolate a little bit? Uh, so I've been, and we can talk about other spiritual reading and stuff, and the, any reflections from the retreat that you have too. So, Father Bernie talked about the Soul of the Apostolate. Then just about every seminarian, we all bought the Soul of the Apostolate, <laughs> um, and I've been reading it, and it, the focus is just that. Our interior life, our relationship with God is has to be the source of all that we do and that all everything that we do will be ultimately fruitless if it's not finding its source in our interior life and it's not finding it in Jesus Christ. And it goes through all the effects of not having an interior life, what the fruits of having an interior life and how important it is. And it's really, it's really interesting. It's really impacted me and given me a lot to think about, especially thinking back at some of these saints and the things that they do and thinking, well, this stems from their relationship to God in this interior life. It's really beautiful. I was at home over Thanksgiving break after this and talking to my parents some, and even when Bishop came over for his, his yearly visit with us, this, this came up, just my reflections from the year have to do with that. And talking about some of the difficulties of this year and the hard classes, but that at the end of the day, I really felt like my the thing I spent the most time doing and worrying about was becoming a better man of prayer, a man with a better relationship with God in in silence. And that's Josh getting a phone call because his phone is still plugged in. Who is it, Josh? Mateo Wynn. <laughs> answer, answer, answer. Answer it. Hello? Hey, bro. Oh, I could hear him before, though. Can you do a favor? No. Oh, what can we do for you? Yes. Can you um, Samsung's room? Yeah. And see if Samsung's phone's in his room? Okay. So they don't. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll text someone to 
check Samsel's room, and then when they get back to me, I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> we, you are currently tuned in onto the podcast. <laughs> Our first caller. Anything else you would like to say? Am I a speaker? Um, you are definitely tuned in. You're, so you're, you're oxed in. You're oxed in. Oh, yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Voice cast dogs and squirrels. This is your boy Matt Wynn. Have a good night. Bye. All right, I'll get back to you. To oh, okay, bye. <laughs> We didn't tell him that he won the tickets. <laughs> you were caller number one. <laughs> Even if I'm not in the podcast, I'm trying to call in every time. <laughs> I'm going to start calling my own phone. <laughs> anyway, what was I? T- I was talking about um, the, the realities of formation is that if you're not becoming a man after God's heart... If you are not falling deeply in love with the person of Jesus Christ, none of the rest of it matters at all. That's something that Father Urock said last year. I think he said it this year when he's not talking about CrossFit as the as the perfect example of a prayer life and just having to go back to the form over and over and over again. <laughs> That's what he looks like when he does it. Yeah. <laughs> he's he, he's mentioned that out of all these pillars of formation. Everybody may may imply that their pillar is the one that we need to, to worry about and focus on, but the reality is the spiritual life, without it, none of the others matter. None of them have a point. And that was, the soul of the apostle is really something that, that has caused me to reflect more on that. It's awesome. As has happened with all the other summer trees so far, I don't pay attention at all to what they <laughs> want us to pray about. That's okay. And my it's prayer okay. life goes in the complete opposite direction. Um, I was reading the, the, I was laying on my floor looking at my bookshelf and I picked up The Imitation of Christ, which I've had in my book bag for two years and I still haven't read it. That's kind of embarrassing. Um, but I picked it up and I flipped to a random page and it, <laughs> As you're supposed to do on Science Word Sheets, it's a very focused way of praying. <laughs> and now, Bible roulette. Um, anyway. Imitation of Christ roulette. <laughs> was it black or red? Um, it was a red book. <laughs> <laughs> There's no black. Um, There's a lot of inspiration here. Anyway. <laughs> Our anyway. spiritual lives are so deep. Profound, does it, but does it show? But does it show? <laughs> The, the line I got stuck on, I don't have it memorized. I really should. I read it about a thousand times uh, in one week. Um, had to do with, if you are not focused on heaven, you're focused on nothing. Um, and so I, I kept living with that quote and just thinking about it and pondering it. And I basically came to the conclusion that I am going to die and I am so excited for that moment. <laughs> and that and that seems like an odd thing to say. I mean, in the in the eyes of the world, that's ridiculous. That's insane. That's crazy talk, to be completely honest. But that's that's what everything I'm doing is pointed towards. You know, my final end, my telios, as we talk about Such in Such an academic. Aristotle would be so happy right now. In my intro to philosophy class, that's worth three credit hours. Um I, I'm focused on getting back to heaven, getting to heaven, being with God and Man, that is extremely exciting. That's all I want to do. I don't want to die. I really like being alive. Uh, but <laughs> I am, I'm ready for the end whenever it comes because that's, that's the goal. I'm not meant for this world. I Not necessarily on that retreat, but within the context of even reading a lot of Augustine, 
And that's his whole thing. And we just keep coming back to that over and over and over again, where what ought you to be doing? You ought to be doing whatever puts you in the best path to eternal life. Nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. Whether you are poor, whether you are rich, whether you are a Roman citizen, not a Roman citizen, man or woman under great suffering or having the best day in your life, that's the only thing that matters. And then just the Grey Havens released a great album this year. It's called She Waits. And we've talked about this before. And I've just been contemplating with that album the realities of heaven and the realities of perfect communion and intimacy and connection with God and and other people. And how much I want that, how much I desire that. And that's that's hope. That's a, a, a solid expression of hope within me that I don't know that I could have gotten my my head around before along the lines of getting to heaven yeah i've been having the issue of as i'm sure every college student can relate to this uh you're supposed to do your logic cola but instead you look over and wow look at that facebook tab and you click on facebook um so i I've, ironically on facebook i found this quote that no, gave me a good <laughs> slap um it's from uh, Frodo Baggins and Gandalf, The Fellowship of the Ring, for you uh, Lord of the Rings fans out there. Hey, if you read The Lord of the Rings, you'd know this. <laughs> well, I read half of it, so I might get it. Okay. <laughs> I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf. And so do all who live in such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And I have that both my, on my door and then just right next to where, I'm work, where, my, where I work. Just cause as a reminder, I look at it I'm like, all right. And so there's also a quote from my uh, middle school teacher, and he's got his last things. Total, just gives you a slap every time. It's really good. But uh, one of them is, uh, time is of the essence. How are you using yours? And so those are just two ideas that I've been trying to, all right, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Not Facebook. Not Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Not Facebook, which is why I just deleted my Facebook. Well, I deactivated it. I haven't gone Ooh, into delete it because yeah. I didn't know how to do that for sure i can show you but how i have it okay good because <laughs> i don't think they want delete me to delete too? it yeah well, yeah i don't yeah. i don't think they want me to delete it but i realized that the i don't check it super often and when i do check it the whole point of the entire app is to give the simulation of connection to other people it is to simulate interaction and i, I watched the, there's a, a study done and this guy did brain studies and they found that when you're scrolling through the news feed, the imaginative and creative parts of your brain go basically to zero, like as far as usage wise. Um, and Caleb and I are talking about this and we just shared of, I definitely, I've been like writing a paper and I've been like, oh, I get it, I get it, get it. And I'm like, oh, I'll take a break. And then 30 minutes later, I'm like, well, shoot, I don't know anything. I've gotten, like, I've forgotten everything. And that's just because the brain just, that part's numbed out. Yeah. And it's, and it's gone. And it's gone. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Get off, get off your social media. Life's happening around you. He said to himself, <laughs> "As he was not, on social he's not, media, he's not really listening really well." As Nietzsche was as says, he read on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> except, except for your podcast accounts, those are fine. As Nietzsche would said, "You scream into the void, and the void looks back." <laughs> That's how I feel like when I post on Facebook. <laughs> Father Lanzareth, he, he said, and he, in spiritual direction, he said. This is an order, but it's a suggestion maybe. And Father Yurok could talk about it as well, of reading the introduction to the Liturgy of the Hours, just that it's like the 90 pages or a little more than that, actually. I think about 100, 120. Um, so I've been going through that. And he said, when you read it, read it, not for the not for the, the how, but for why. And so that's just been very impactful on 
as I, as I pray the little G hours and just how deeply it rooted is in the, the history of the church. And that's, uh, what is it? Father Urock was talking about that within the confines of Advent yeah, because yes, that's, that, that exists in the, in the first volume yeah. with, with Advent's. We, we have started some Advent traditions within the house. Advent tradition number one, <laughs> an Advent wreath. That's nice. That's great. Advent tradition number two is a menorah. <laughs> Half as a goof, just because, as a semi-goof, and maybe this needs even further explanation of the synagogue trip. Yeah, I could, I could talk a little bit about it. Um, so we're taking a class called Explorations in Scripture about most of the seminarians, except for a handful of us. Um, and in that class, the whole point of it is Dr. Umbarger is trying to show us Catholics that we are not just Jews plus Jesus. That's a very common misconception. He's trying to show us that we came from the same roots, very primal, primordial roots of people of God. Yeah. But Jesus shook everything up and destroyed all of that. Not not in the sense he's trying to destroy Judaism or uh, lose, lose. Fulfilled it. it yeah. Right? But he fulfilled, fulfilled it. it and we split very drastically so. Um, so as part of that, we got to go to the synagogue and, you know, we got to see how people, uh, Jewish people of the faith are still praying and it's very similar to the way that Jesus himself would have prayed. Now, Jesus probably prayed in Aramaic, not Hebrew, like they are praying, but still, it's just mind-boggling to hear them chant and speak in literal Hebrew. Um, a- ancient Hebrew that's ancient been Hebrew. like thou- thousands and thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of years, which is super awesome. And I think that we got pretty excited about that as a house of just this mm-hmm. identity with, within our past, with, within Judaism and within Jewish cultures. And it was the first day of Hanukkah that we were there um, at the synagogue. And so, tell us about our menorah, Will. So, I mean, we found out that it was Hanukkah, and we wanted to understand our Jewish roots more. So, it's kind of goof, as Kuster said, but not really. We really have... I, I found learning about Judaism fascinating. I, yes. said, uh, yeah. I, I, I wrote in my reflection that like Judaism and Catholicism are so interrelated, it's almost impossible to fully understand one without having an understanding of the other. They're so mm-hmm. linked. Um, and it's really beautiful. So we decided to make, well, I decided to make a menorah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else would have made a menorah. So I got some cardboard because we're not allowed to have candles. Uh, so I couldn't really have a real menorah. Uh, so I got some cardboard and I looked up Hanukkah menorahs on good old Google, uh, read a little bit about it. So I understood what they look like, um, what a, what a proper lighting is. Um, and how they're how they're set up, and I cut out a cardboard menorah, and I cut out flames that I printed off of uh, a Google image, and each night for the last eight nights, I've been taking one of those flames and adding it to a, a menorah on one of our kitchen tables. One kitchen table has the advent wreath, and the other has the menorah. I think spiritually is something that I got out of the synagogue, which was really cool was the names of God. I won't share them because I don't remember which name of God you're not supposed to say and which one you are allowed to say. But there's seven names of God that directly come from God within the Old Testament. Wow. And I've been praying with those all semester and to you know kind of hear them in service was amazing just to hear the names of God. So it's been really cool to say the actual name of God in Hebrew, you know? <laughs> so a, a, yeah. phrase, a phrase from a the phrase. lighting of the, mm-hmm. the menorah mm-hmm. for Hanukkah 
Yeah, it begins Barukata Adonai. Blessed Adonai. are you, O Lord our God. Barukata Adonai. Mm. That's a that's that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. And that is our our adopted heritage mm-hmm. as as Gentiles yeah. and from Gentile descendantry. But that's that's we're we're grafted on to that root. Ah, it's so cool. Objectively really cool. cool. Yeah. A quick stop in athletic formation. Disc golf still going strong. We went out. Uh, Taylor, Matt, Wynn, and I. We made it out yesterday. New personal record. I'm wow. 13 over. 13 over with 19 wow. holes. That's under an average of plus one. It's not great, but it's much better than I was doing. Disc golf still a thing. Ping pong. <laughs> Ping pong. Josh, we we have a something special here at the house this semester. We did have a ping pong table, as we discussed in previous podcasts. I, could but t- I didn't remember if we talked about it or not. I don't think we have. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's been a minute. Well, as discussed in this podcast, we have a ping pong table. <laughs> and not only did we have a ping pong table, we had a mini tournament that we blew up to a full-scale <laughs> celebratory tournament. It was wild. It was one Taylor Nemechek versus one Commissioner Luke Meyerhoff. And, and tournament may not be the right word. This is the word we've been using, but it was only ever just the two of them a, in the tournament. It was a so duel. A series? A series? A seven-game series. seven-game series. Best of seven. Tournament? Duel. Duel. Because the tournament, I feel like, implies for the, they're the best, but we're just, there's only two of them. The stakes were still high. For the stakes were very high. The Dr. Pepper Cup <laughs> was up in the air. The Which Dr. Was, Pepper Classic. It was, it was, the, Classic, it was yes. the Dr. Pepper Classic with a, a handmade cardboard trophy from a, our very <laughs> own. So all the talents report into a this. A brief aside here. Um, <laughs> I made the cardboard menorah. And then I got on this cardboard this cardboard kick. You're like a Pinterest mom. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that comment. Actually, I do. I don't like that comment. Yeah. Tell us about uh, the tell us about the, the trophy if you must. Well, I think that I need to talk a little bit about the glider that I made in between. Uh, I left. I built the menorah. Then I had to build a glider. So then I built a glider and spent much of my Thursday reshaping it, adding tape, changing the wing shape, and putting little clips on the end and adding coins to change the center of gravity. It flies pretty pretty well. Now, um, I was very happy with it, but I, I didn't really want it, so I left it in Cooster's room. <laughs> then I was commissioned by Luke to make a, the Dr. Pepper Cup trophy, uh, which I had grand visions for. But then after about two minutes, I got really bored of making the Dr. Pepper Cup, and I just kind of just taped it all together, and it resembled a trophy slash megaphone. It, it's multi-purpose. I think that's the beauty in it. About, about the size of a large coffee mug. Yes, with but don't put coffee in it. There's no bottom, and it's made on a cardboard. And don't put Dr. Pepper in it either. It may be pretty intuitive to pour a little. Could it work as a koozie? Was it big enough around us to slip a to slip a can uh, of Dr. To, Pepper? You might have to crush the can a little bit. Maybe okay. you might be able to. Okay. I think it best works as a megaphone. That's great. <laughs> The Dr. Pepper was the official sponsor. They don't know it, but there are there's a lot of Dr. Pepper product and and branding regarding this event. We're still we're still waiting to be contacted with the official sponsorship agreement, but we were confident enough to to, to get on that. So who won? Because I don't think we talked about who won at uh, all. T- t- Taylor won. Oh. Taylor won. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. It was a, it was a good I heard game. it was magnificent. It was really good. You were, you were there. You were, you were there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what that sound means. <laughs>
time for a fantasy football update. With our normal commissioner out of commission, we go now to our sub-commissioner, Cole Schneider. Uh, this week in a final fantasy uh, football, uh, I just want to say that uh, Cole Schneiders is the only one who's doing really well in the league. Because why do you think that might be? Nobody else is playing. Aww. Hey, wait, 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 wait up, wait up! I'm tied with you. Yeah, don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> At least three different people have deleted the app. Cooster uh, has beaten me, and uh, he doesn't even have the app. <laughs> but what's my standing? Can we go through the, the standings real quick? Is that something you have in front of you? So we have Nolan Martin with five, eight and five. We have JT with eight and five. We have the commissioner himself at four and nine. Caleb Kusterseffen, two and eleven. That's that's not good, right? Garbo. No, it's not, not Garbo. Good. Nicholas Samsel at four and nine. Thomas Timmermeyer, six and seven. Joshua Wynn at 10 and 3, and the slowly rising champion Cole Schneiders at also 10 and 3. So I just gotta say, as we're going into the finals, I've had to Google what the finals and football mean because I don't really know how to play fantasy football. And nobody's Thing number one, they're called the playoffs. Gotcha. And I'm the only one who's playing, so it's kind of sad, but I'm winning real good, so you know. <laughs> and that's been our final fantasy football update and that is the official name is final a lot of people play fantasy football we play final fantasy football people joke about that but that's that's what we it's do it's a real thing that's yeah, what we do it's a real thing well that's what we used to do if you're me and you haven't really watched any football or i thought i was going to be really into football this semester i can't mm-hmm. help it i thought that was going to be still a have the time for yeah, it really. clouds my quarterback yeah, yeah it happens <laughs> The other big thing, I was a, a Moogle as my team manager, and you did you did a really good job standing in for our commissioner, Cole. Thanks for that. Good Thank good you. clutch hit. Cool. Yeah, Moogle was a good choice. I don't know who that is. That a is my that, uh, wide receivers is a uh, Chocobo. Oh no, all my all my uh, running backs are Chocobos actually. Wait, because are those fly. are those Yu Gi Ohs? That's not Yu Gi Oh. That's Final Fantasy. That's Final Fantasy. It's a it's a very popular JRPG. Um, it is currently on its fifteenth main installment. And moving on to our next point on the rundown. Boy, do I hate kale. Uh, but see, the thing is, it's actually good. Once you try it, do you know no, the best it's way? It's, that's it, because I didn't think I would like it. I didn't think I would like it, and then we got some because Will here wanted wanted a kale salad to go with whatever stroganoff. Yes, stroganoff. The stroganoff he he had us make, and it was it was really good. I, we had a salty dressing with like uh, lemon juice and lemon salt and, and olive oil. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Those were pretty, the primary things. Let me put it and this it was way. Good. It was delicious. I would drink the dressing, but I wouldn't touch the kale. <laughs> did you try the kale? I did. did with the dressing. Th- th- it was, he basically just drank dressing off of kale. Yeah. How, like do, you, if, how do you feel about kale, Cook? Because I feel yeah. I'm getting some negative negativity. Well, and maybe it's because you led the bit with, I hate kale. <laughs> but that would it, make sense. But I, maybe that was a joke, and that's not how you really feel. That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of right now. His feelings are important. I, I'm going to quote uh, Jim Gaffigan's skit, not exactly, but very similar. 
kale is best served. You cook it, put some cayenne pepper in it, bury it in the ground, and something like that. You freeze dry it before you bury it in the ground. <laughs> but you bury it in the ground, and he just he he drops it right there and moves on so to a completely different. It's subject. like spinach, but hairy and gross. Yes. <laughs> Kale is a superfood <laughs> <laughs> that makes you a super person when you eat it. So I think we, we agree. Super doesn't. <laughs> super does because you are what you eat. And I if you eat soup foods, you become super person. I think we, we agree. I would say Clang, Superman, Clang. but super doesn't. It's not. I think we super agreed at a dinner once that kale actually has some nutritional value as opposed to other forms of greens and as Iceberg such lettuce what are you even doing superfood just means that it's it, it goes above the requirement super isn't bought a lot it's so super isn't eaten kale is magically delicious and i'm just gonna say next semester i think we can i think we can both agree especially if will and i get put on if we reshuffle the cooking teams and will and i are on different teams we can count on at least two nights a week enjoying some good fresh kale well, good. I le- I've legally changed my name to Kale Schneiders. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that cannibalism? How long have you been waiting to hit us with that one? Uh, since I read the word kale and saw the, my name Cole right above it. <laughs> if, if you were Those kale, names go together. If you're Kale Sneeders, is it ethical to eat kale? As long as we're very specific that we're talking about kale the vegetable and not, and not kale, kale the, the person. person. Okay, I can do that. I could say kale the vegetable or kale the person. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> uh, Caleb, what's that noise I'm hearing? Oh, what? Caleb, what's that noise I'm hearing? Oh, can you just hold hold that? But look off into the middle distance a little bit more. I'm gonna commentate. Wow, Caleb, that sounds like a Black Friday impulse. Noise leaning back, snapping photos of a a very very oh, that's a good focused Cole Schneiders. Oh, that's a good one. You can see these photos live at the podcast. If you can see them in the sound. If you could, if you could see them in the sound. So I'm going to take you on an adventure through, through your ears. Close your eyes. Okay. Should I close my ears too or just the eyes? Wait, so you need your ears to hear. I'm, I'm confused. Are you talking to me or to the audience? I'm yes. talking to whoever's listening. Okay. Oh, that's, that's Will for you. It's both, I guess. All right. Good old Catholic both. So... Close your eyes. My eyes are closed. This is the this is the official transition to fine arts formation for those keeping track at home. <laughs> you close your eyes. You hear the click of the photograph, mm. the camera, I guess, taking a photograph. Duh. That makes more sense. You hear it. You imagine. You imagine Caleb Kusterstaff. If you've never seen him, just look on your poster that's standing right next to you as you listen to this podcast, so you know who's talking. <laughs> look Duh. at him. He's somewhere on there, probably towards the. Middle, 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 but probably middle top. I'm guessing. Pretty middle tier. Middle tier. He's definitely a mid tier. Actually, he's definitely top tier, but he's in the middle of the poster. Anyway, imagine this photograph. This That's little. That's a good one. What what brand was it? Panasonic. A Panasonic, Panasonic Lumix. Lumix. It's not your typical DSLR when you think of the Canon Rebels. It's a little bit smaller, but no less powerful. Hear it as he snaps pictures of the other four seminarians standing in front of their mics. I'm trying to describe what's happening, but my eyes are closed as well, so it's equally as hard for me. This is not quite like the walkie-talkies, because I've, I've been wanting this for a very long time. Well, you I wanted think, the walkie-talkies for a long time, too. I wanted the walkie-talkies for the 10 minutes that we were talking about them, and then I saw they were only $15, and I'm like, okay. And then they showed up two days later, and... 
Or we don't need to talk about that anymore. But no this regrets. camera is no excellent. I can fit it in a jacket pocket. And I can get all my Seminarian Brothers new profile pictures. Yep. Cause I have a really good one now. So yeah. it was a little weird at yeah. first when you'd just be walking and then you turn around and Kuster's following you, snapping <laughs> pictures. It doesn't even look like he's used, even focusing. It doesn't look like he's even looking at his camera, but he's definitely leaning over and trying to get different angles and snapping shots. I know what it's like to be followed by the paparazzi, and I hate it. <laughs> I it's, thought Kuster was, had a new keyboard in class, but no, he just kept hitting the shutter button repeatedly. <laughs> I don't even know if he knows how to get the pictures on his computer at this point, but he just takes them. And he just shows us the back of his camera, and he's so proud, and we just don't know what to do with it. We, we, we smile and go, good job, Caleb, good job. Because that makes him feel better, and the feelings are important. Some of them are good photos. <laughs> yeah, they are, Caleb. They are good photos. So can you tell us about your favorite photo? Uh, my favorite photo that I've taken... I think I think my favorite one is actually when we went disc golfing yesterday, Ooh, and um, it's a good one. And I I don't want to. I took some pictures while people were throwing, but never when I was right in front of them because I didn't want to. I didn't want to cause problems and ruin ruin the score or anything. Um, but it was. Let's see this one. This one here, Taylor, in the purple is is throwing he's in the the right hand third and the basket is in the left hand third and then right in the middle is the disc golf disc flying in flying into a goal classic rule of thirds i recommend you close your eye your eyes so you can develop that word image in your mind yeah Yeah. so the disc is yellow taylor's wearing purple it's a kind of a gray steel basket that's about uh, five feet high and it's got a series of chain links coming down off the top of the basket towards the bottom. And just imagine just an excellent picture. And you've got the one that we're looking at right now. <laughs> I like to imagine a huge bear in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but he sees the amazing disc golf skills, and he's just amazed because he's a friendly bear. Cole or Josh, what do you feel about this? How do you feel about disappearing airplanes? Well... Planes don't disappear for five years and come back with us every single passenger without any of them aging a single second. That's what I know about <laughs> I also know it's available on Hulu. Manifest. You can find it now. So, some of the Provided by NBC. What are you talking about? You can find it. <laughs> some of the men at the house. Nine. I think it's Central. a Hennessy thing. Oh, oh. Yeah, some of, the, some of the guys in Hennessy, uh, <laughs> usually every Wednesday night, we come, we, uh, we we finish off the night with, uh, we watch Manifest together, and it's a show about this airplane that disappears, and I'm not going to ruin it, because there's a lot of good stuff that happens, but there's, it's, I really like it, I really got into it, because it's super by and large, I'm just going to put some chords in under, under, okay, yeah, 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 it's super by and large, uh, this, it's, it's got a good, uh, a moral character within the, within the show, uh, and then Catholic also, Catholic Priest, episode one, and then also, there's a there's sci-fi, which both of those in my world just create this. It's a, like a pie chart. You get the middle section that you really like. Strong, you strong father figure. Yeah, yeah. Strong father figure. <laughs> Two pie charts. Pie chart is when you eat the middle out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> so we've been watching that, and it, it, it's pretty fun. We we get some pretty crazy. We get some pretty crazy reactions when. A character makes a very bad decision. Or good decision. Or good decision. We'll just all start yelling and ah! 
and it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a very fraternal moment for Hennessy. Yeah, I shake in my chair, out of anger or happiness. You're just really emotionally invested. It seems like yeah, I actually yeah, am. Characters. I'm uh, I'm on the edge to watch the next few episodes. Is it, is that a show that's coming out? Like it's mm-hmm. it's every week another episode comes yes. out. So you guys are following every Monday at nine o'clock yeah. central. You Cut can find five. it on Hulu, NBC. So, <laughs> are you being paid by them, or is that boom, just boom, boom. sponsored by Doctor Pepper? He's just a really big fan and NBC. wants to help. NBC. I was not paid to say that. Will you you seem to be musically inclined? I've noticed that about you. I've known you for a little while now, and, and really even in this episode, I've just gotten the vibe that. There's some musicality too. Do you think you could help us help help form us in a in a fine arts sort of way? I would I would love to. I wouldn't say I'm musically inclined, but I, I happen to collect many instruments and I, I try to make sounds with them. <laughs> um, sometimes it's musical, sometimes maybe something less. I think that's what you call a musician. I think that's a musician. <laughs> Okay. So, so here's the thing, though. In, in the time that we've worked together this semester, I have been taking piano lessons with Carol Proct, but I, she's great, and I'm, and I'm learning so much and great technique. Outside of that, you've taught me three chords, three my favorite chords, frankly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're pretty wonderful chords. Um, the, the first that I, I – Kuster will demonstrate. Uh, the A minor. Mm. The G. <laughs> The C major. But there's something tricky about the C major. It's an inverted C major. Or, yeah, inverted C major. Because a normal C major would be. But this one, you, you drop that you drop that, that G down on the bottom side. It's, it has a really nice feel. It's got a good hand feel, got a good ear feel. Mm-hmm. Carol yeah. Pocht, your, uh, that's Kuster and I's uh, piano teacher, would be most impressed. I wonder if she listens. I hope not. <laughs> and she'd probably say... She would appreciate this fine art section, I believe. That's right. Because we're about to would. get really musical here. We're about to get really musical. All right, can, take us into it. Take us into it. So, real quick, can, you, can everyone here tell us what instruments you have? Or just try to describe it if you don't know the name. Matt wins foot symbols and an egg with rice in it. <laughs> so I'm calling an egg shaker. Can we can we hear the sounds that they'll make? Oh, that's good. So foot, rice. That's <laughs> a really good sound feel or I ear have, feel. I have two chopsticks. Really big chopsticks. Though. Yeah, they would not work well as chopsticks. Um, and you don't know that. <laughs> I'd like to see it sometime. Maybe someday. Uh, Matt Cook has, it looks like a set of binoculars, but there's definitely no lenses in them. But rice. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I wasn't seeing really anything. Could you just make a sound with them? And not using your mouth. Ah, that has a really good ear feel. It like caresses your ear. Okay. So I have a ukulele here, and Kuster, as you heard, is on the piano, and we have these three wonderful chords that we're going to be working with, a C major, a G major, or A major, minor, minor. oh my oh, goodness, is it major I'm or struggling, minor? it's minor, it's it? super minor, yeah. it's an A minor, G major, and a C major, but it's sneaky C major in that it's <laughs> inverted, <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to play a little, play a little ditty, so... We're just gonna we're just gonna see everyone's talents here real quick. <laughs> we're just gonna go. I'll be playing it on the ukulele. Me and Kuster have practiced quite a bit before. I know these chords real well. He's he's I could hear him down the hallway many <laughs> nights.
Okay, so let's go ahead and just try real quick. Everyone just do their own own thing right now. We're just gonna see where everyone's talent is at. I'm gonna play uh, match the tempo, then we'll uh, fine tune it. We all got musical talent here. I see it inside of each one of you. I'm gonna count down from three. So three, two, one. <laughs> So let's try something. Let's try so. Let's tweak this a little bit. Jeez. Not that you're doing a bad job. That's what I heard. <laughs> no, no, you're doing wonderful. But we're gonna we're gonna tweak it a little bit. So, at the beginning of every every uh, measure, we're gonna hit the the giant chopsticks. Okay. So it'll be at every chord change. But you gotta remember, I played that C twice. So it'd be now, now, now. Go ahead and do it. Now. Now, 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 I want you to do it a little bit different. It's binocular boy, right? Binocular boy, but yeah. they're not binoculars. That's Matt Cook with the binocular looking maraca? Yeah, these are these instruments are actually made to go with a cajon, which is a um. percussion instrument you sit on. Maybe we could add something from that if someone was willing to multitask. Get that up here, Cole. It is, <laughs> it is a box, but it, it's, it's to make sound. If you can get a big hit at the beginning, and then every time, every down strum. I think this is working. Mm, this sounds really good. Let's get that piano in here. Are you up for a challenge? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to trying to get also mi mix all our sounds together. What if what if Cole just plays, but we don't have his mic on at all? Can we still hear that? If we could break up those chords and make it a little bit more dynamic with some arpeggios, ooh, that would sound really good. That's really rich. That is that's a that's a meaty sound. That's beefy. It's like, am I doing good? I, I really like that. It sounds much more rich. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah I would agree. And now, Cook, I liked what you were doing. I don't know how to describe it, but I like it much more than the binoculars. We'll call it the the snake. We'll call it the snake angel at the seraph after the seraphim that we've been learning about in our explore scripture class. <laughs> It doesn't look like a snake at all. But it, it's like, oh, a, like rattlesnake. a rattlesnake. A rattlesnake. Yeah. So we'll call it, call it, is that, is that okay to call it the seraphim? No. We'll call it the rattlesnake. They're large and terrifying and extremely more holy than we are. Okay, we'll call it the rattlesnake. <laughs> I'm not trying to poke fun at snake angels. Yeah, they're, they're scary. They're scary. They got eyes all over their wings. Okay, so I'm going to count down from three, two, one, even though I'm not counting at the tempo at all that we were doing. Just follow along, because <laughs> you guys are doing good, and you got this. You got this music sense built into you. Yeah, just the, mu to, the music is in out. us. The music is escape. in us. You just let it escape, Josh. What was that? I just want to escape. You're just gonna let that music escape into your instrument. Here we go. Three, two, one.
that is that is beautiful there. <laughs> now we gotta have some lyrics. Okay. But what do we want to talk? What, so what should we sing what about? What do we find inspirational? What what speaks to the our deepest heartstrings? Uh, snake angels. Snake sleep. angels. Sleep. Sleep. What if you were to sleep and see a snake angel in a dream? That would be very scary. I'm pretty sure. So there's a there's a handy little little uh, rhythm a melody that I have in it. Um, have we I've, heard it at all today? I, I I'm not sure. I think you probably have. Um, it goes along with these chords really well. Oh, good. But I, like for the first line, we could say something like, "It's really late and I'm just going to sleep." Something like that. You like? Do you like that? I like that. I like that. I think yeah, that's yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. So it's really late and I'm just falling asleep. Next line. I just learned about Seraphim. There's all these snaky boys. Thousand eyes. Eyes on their wings. Snake angel. Oh, I like that. I like that. Hiss. Not to take the boys out, but it would rhyme. I'm so scared of the snake angels in my dreams. Is, is the rhyme just dreams with dreams? Yes. Can you get a piece of paper? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can we write it down? Yeah, that'd be super nice. So now we just need the refrain, right? Yeah. Okay. And now I'm running from these snake angels to the beach. Nope. nope that's, that's sorry. So lady running down to the river. Time. So snake angels running after me. I can't hide from them because the wheel angels stop me. Those are called Ophanim. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get me with their thousands of eyes. The, and, and like, have we talked about how the eyes are all over the arms? And like, wings. and how or how how many wings they have? Six wings. Six wings. And they're on fire. Have we talked about the six wings and that they're on fire? Well, this could be a good spot. Okay. Snake angels running after me. Nowhere to hide, cause they, nowhere to hide with all their eyes on their six to hide wings. Cause they can see me. Nowhere to hide with all their eyes on their six wings. If you can, if you can make those that many syllables fit into that line, I think that's great. You hide unless they blink. <laughs> no, it's hide unless they blink. I like that. <laughs> Snake angels running after me. Nowhere to hide anywhere unless they blink. Can't hide so anywhere. Can't this. hide. Oh, this yeah, I like that. This isn't even spicy to me. Nowhere to hide. Like nope, I'm just can't hide anywhere. So Whoops. Yeah. Can't. They've got hide. seven flaming wings. Unless they blink, six wings covered in eyeballs, burning and fire eyes. <laughs> six wings covered in eyeballs, covered in eyes that wait. are on fire. <laughs> it's all on fire. Ooh, I think ooh, ooh, you guys are. It's on the, fire. The... <laughs> I like this. I think this is fire. <laughs> so here's what we have so far. I think it looks pretty good. It's getting late, falling asleep. I just learned that seraphim are real. Snake angels with eyes on their wings. Now I am scared of seeing them in my dreams. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hiss. 
It's my favorite part. You have to get the, the sibilance. Snake angels running after me. Can't hide anywhere unless they blink. Six wings on a snake body, covered in eyes, all staring at me. Ooh, ooh. It's all on fire. <laughs> I, think, I think that's, I think I that's think really good. good. I think we got a hit. I think that's really so good. We're with, it's all on fire. It's all on fire. I like that. In that the very good. least, Umbarger will need a copy of this song. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Umbarger would very much appreciate it. He's just glad that we're learning something. I think that's the biggest takeaway from my class is that Seraphim, Snake Angels, scary. And super real. And super real. Super real. Followed by the Ophanim, which are wheel angels, and the Cherubim, which were like the, the it's like a sphinx, but it's guarding Babylon's temples. Anyway, they have faces on all, all four sides of their head, and they don't turn around when they walk. Because they have faces in every direction. They, they see don't need everything. To. Just like a yeah. good marching band. <laughs> Amen. Spoken from I got a hit on my demographic. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know who your people are, and I respect that. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Everyone, make sure you you know what's going on with your instrument. Make sure it's in tune. Do some vocal warm ups. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to do you want to tune those chopsticks to C? <laughs> Can you hold it a little bit longer? <laughs> I like the follow through. Make sure you're ble- breathing right. That's really good. Okay. I think you're there. That's good. I'm gonna do some vocal exercises. You're welcome to follow me. It's gonna go la 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 I want everyone because they don't make any sense. We'll be singing in falsetto. We'll be singing in falsetto. Are we? Are we ready to go? I'm gonna. I think we're ready to give this a go. I think. I think we're ready. I think we got something really good here. Is this gonna be good? I'm gonna count down again, completely unrelated to the actual tempo. But why are you doing it? Because that's what all the cool bands do. All right. All right. I have a. Can I count down? Yeah, do you want to do that? Okay. Chopstick boy, you what got it? What if we all got team it. up and count down? Oh, we all count down and we start at the times we want to. <laughs> but we're all really listening then, to Will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know because we're all on the same frequency. <laughs> we're going to all start and be in rhythm. So just kind of close your eyes and, and feel. I'm feeling. Feel. You're feeling? Are I'm you all feeling. feeling? I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Okay. Three. It's getting late and I'm falling asleep. I just learned that seraphim are real. Snake angels with eyes on their wings. Now I am scared of seeing them in my dreams.
is the product of a semester of fine arts formation, a song made live for you in the course of, what, an hour? Yeah. yeah about an that. hour, I'm, maybe? I'm proud. I think that, that was, was impressive. I think that was really, really good. Super glad I didn't go to sleep. I, nobody likes a salty teammate. No, no, like, that, 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 there's a positive. Oh, it just, I, you seem sad as you sad. He's just so Sorry. tired, it came out so yes. <laughs> just you put, you put so much of yourself into this music. Yes, yes. That yeah. it's just yeah. kind of drained you. I get that. Yeah. I get that. That's dedication you know, right there. sometimes when I, when I, when I make music, <laughs> will stop there. Can <laughs> I finish my thought? It's not a mental thing. It's not a cognitive thing. I just kind of, I, I stop thinking. <laughs> And I feel. <laughs> and I go where the melody takes me. Conceal, don't feel. So Will abandons his imagination and his reason and just goes solely on feeling. Just feel. I, we, just, we just felt our way through this awesome song about Seraphim. And I can't think of a better way to end our, our, second, our second half part of the season. Part two, see. Well, part two of the episode. Yes. In the last, in the last episode yeah. of our... Yeah, see, si. si, senor. Of our one point season one season season two and then it's just the midpoint really of season two because mm-hmm. it'll probably still be season two in the spring Maybe like season yeah two episode three point five yeah that's what we're in right now dope I'm confused because we don't do math here yeah well it's it's we do bad math that was it's a made up number it's arbitrary can we just <laughs> use symbols rather than letters or numbers that's what numbers are <laughs> That's why we have numbers, bud. I just was. I'm just feeling the, the melody, okay? Existential right. the melody X. of life. Um, I think. I think we better. We better just. We better just wrap it right there. We're gonna study hard on our finals. Please pray mm-hmm. for us. We'll be keeping you in our prayers through our trials and tribulations of one last week within the semester. Uh, feel free to email the show with any comments. Semlifepodcast at gmail.com. S e m l y f e podcast at gmail.com. Praise be Jesus Christ. Now Now and and forever. forever.